When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I am so excited to talk to my guest today. I have networked with her, oh my gosh, for maybe a year? I don't know. Um, maybe longer than that, maybe a little bit shorter than that. You know, COVID time just, ugh. Um, But I have wanted to get to know her because from her contributions in these networking events, I'm just absolutely fascinated. And so I was so delighted to be able to welcome Adapia Dorico to our program today. Welcome, Adapia. Hi, Deb. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we're going to have so much fun, but let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will dive into this. So Adapia Dorico is a passionate and visionary leader with extensive experience across countries, cultures, and companies. She's co-founded businesses, launched brands, and defined industries, and has reinvented herself many times during her 20-plus year career. Adapia is passionate about empowerment from spiritual to financial. She is an international author, powerful keynote speaker, and sought-after voice in entrepreneurship, capital raising, and enlightened leadership. Adapia is a principal at Alpha Investing, a boutique real estate private equity firm, a partner at Cloudfire Capital, a cryptocurrency asset manager, and a venture investor and advisor. So, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you were able to even fit us in with all that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, as I mentioned, we are part of a networking group called Leadership Global. Fantastic group. And it's interesting because in the past, I have hesitated about being a part of all women organizations. Mm -hmm. And for the men who are listening, don't tune us out. We've got great information for you. Plus, you've got fabulous women you need to be thinking about in your life. But I've, I've recently joined two groups that are predominantly women, if not 100% women. And one of the things that I have found is the support level is so very different because it's much more supporting from the heart and the soul, as opposed to what can you do for me? <laughs> you know, where, where's that bell that you're going to ring to sell me yeah. business? And so I think that's one of the reasons why I was so looking forward to speaking with you, because that is very much what is important to you is kind of that combination of the heart, the soul, the head to really be true to yourself. 
So, yeah, I mentioned in your bio how many things that, that you have done. You're truly one of those left brain, right brain renaissance people. But tell us how you got to where you are today and how you discovered that for right now, this is your passion in life. Yeah, thanks, Deb. That was, uh, yeah, so well said about, I do want to touch on quickly on the women's side mm-hmm. of things. And it it wraps a little bit into my story too, mm-hmm. because I I would say like from a young age, I always got along with men or boys mm-hmm. better than I did with women right. because mm-hmm. I... I tended to embody more of the masculine Mm -hmm. traits, right? I was ambitious. uh, I was very action oriented. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I like success. Mm -hmm. I wanted, you know, I, I wanted a career from a very Mm -hmm. young age, but in business, Mm -hmm. like I, that was, you know, after I got over my Mm -hmm. marine biologist, paleontologist phase, when I was like five or six, Mm -hmm. I wanted to go into business Mm -hmm. and, you know, I really wanted to wanted my dad to be proud of me, if you will. But I, I, some, for some, whatever reason, I always got along with boys better mm-hmm. than I did with girls. I didn't really care about dolls and mm-hmm. you know, however that went. So it took me a long time, a really long time. Like it was just maybe in the past, I would say 10 years of my life mm-hmm. where I've been able to forge really strong, meaningful connections mm-hmm. with women and appreciate um, the community and the sisterhood mm-hmm. that, that is, that exists there. And it's such a big part of my life mm-hmm. now. Um, and I, and I love, um, leadership global and, mm-hmm. and I love to support other women. And so my, like my journey is really that, that left, that left right brain and, mm-hmm. and also, um, honoring the woman in me. Right. You no. Know? Cause like growing up in the, for, for me, like growing up in the eighties, I had a sense of what I thought success was, mm-hmm. and it was very male dominated, mm-hmm. male oriented. And, mm-hmm. and you know, this, there's no room for soft skills. Like, right. I, oh yeah. Empathy. Oh. Yeah. No, <laughs> what, what, what's empathy. It was only Daniel Goldman when he came out in like the early two thousands with um, emotional intelligence, that mm-hmm. book where it, it started to be uh, permissible mm-hmm. to, to even talk mm-hmm. about emotions at work. And that was now 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we've come a long way, but we get imprinted from such a young Mm -hmm. age. Right. right? And so I've totally gone off tangent, but I mean, I guess like (laughs) where Mm -hmm. I am and where I've come from, you Mm -hmm. can imagine, I mean, I was career oriented. That's Mm -hmm. what I was all about. Mm -hmm. I started working in a bank when I was 18. Wow. Give a sense. Like, Mm -hmm. and I figured out from that young age that financial independence Mm -hmm. was what I was really after. I understood the relationship between uh, making a lot of money and Mm -hmm. what I really wanted, which was freedom and independence. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't like people telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that I understood from a young age and I really enjoyed, honestly, I enjoyed the whole industry. So Mm -hmm. I've had a career that spans a lot Mm -hmm. of that industry, private equity, hedge funds, Mm -hmm. insurance, banking. um, And uh, I've, in, and actually, in 2008, I, I kind of left that world for mm-hmm. uh, for a while, um, and I went into entrepreneurship. And mm-hmm. that's actually when I discovered I was I was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And um, and it should have been obvious, but even then, entrepreneurship wasn't really a thing mm-hmm. that people talked about, right? A lot. It's so much bigger today mm-hmm. than it was back then. Mm-hmm. And, and so I discovered I was an entrepreneur and I went off in a completely different direction. I actually went into business with my sister, mm-hmm. who's an artist, mm-hmm. and we built a global brand 
for her. And I got into, um, she was an artist. So we got into consumer products okay. and the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And so very different, but I built a business around it, which was unheard of mm-hmm. for artists. I mean, unless you're Warhol, you, you, you're not right. allowed yeah, you, to make- You're the struggling artist until the day you die. Thank you. Yeah. And I, and I, and I said, not on my watch. This is not happening on mm-hmm. my watch. Why can't we monetize her mm-hmm. art? And so we did. And mm-hmm. so we we went and we created this whole business. And it was an interesting time because it was right at the height of um, the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. And so we took a big risk. And the right. risk really was, if you don't show up now, or rather by showing up now, mm-hmm. you're going to be the one that has been around and will be right. remembered when things get back to normal mm-hmm. or better, right? Mm-hmm. And so that really worked. And, and we got into making our own prints, like making our own books, making our own merchandise through licensing. So for mm-hmm. anyone who knows the licensing world, you license your artwork or a brand mm-hmm. or a label mm-hmm. or what have you, you get paid for that license. Right. So mm-hmm. it was marketing that paid us. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a great way to do business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. Mm-hmm. And so we did. So that got me and that really that world um, where I I really never thought I would get back into like the the full business financial Mm -hmm. world. But over time, what happened around 2009, 2010 Mm -hmm. Kickstarter comes along and says Mm -hmm. crowdfunding, we're going to make crowdfunding available. And so Mm -hmm. we started using crowdfunding campaigns for um, art books Mm -hmm. and different things that we were doing. Well, in 2013, I heard about uh, crowdfunding that was equity-based. Oh, okay. So in 2012, um, the JOBS Act was signed into law by Obama, mm-hmm. and it was the first step in trying to connect uh, investors to opportunities. Mm-hmm. So it was the mm-hmm. idea of saying, invest in the next Facebook. Right. And, and so that really perked my ears mm-hmm. up. Because that that finance side of me said, wait a second, mm-hmm. I can turn our fans into shareholders. Mm-hmm. So I inherently understood that. Right. And so that set me on this whole path when um, that the whole crowdfunding, actually equity crowdfunding didn't mm-hmm. um, fully happen until 2016. Mm-hmm. But what happened as I was doing all of all of this is I got into the real estate crowdfunding industry. Mm-hmm. And on a side note at that time, um, my sister and I sort of split, like I was doing consulting. She mm-hmm. wanted to go into a slightly different direction. Mm-hmm. I moved to LA. So mm-hmm. all these things happen. And, um, and I got into the real estate crowdfunding industry ah, because I started mm-hmm. networking. Mm-hmm. I started networking here in LA, Silicon mm-hmm. beach, you know, all these like digital LA, mm-hmm. all, like the startup scene, the venture capital mm-hmm. scene that was really starting to pick up. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was coming down from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So I just found that really fascinating because I had this really intuitive kind of a hit. And I said, Mm -hmm. I think the real estate side of crowdfunding is going to be really big Mm -hmm. because everybody knows. I mean, it's sort of one of those things that I think are general knowledge that real estate is how you build wealth. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of people know that, like we we know that that's a good way to build wealth, Mm -hmm. but in the financial industry, that's not something that's talked about. Mm -hmm. It's really not. It's always right. they want you bonds. to buy stocks and bonds and do the traditional type of yeah. things, ETFs mm-hmm. and and everything you have in your four hundred one k. Well, there's a multi trillion dollar world mm-hmm. of real estate, and right. um, the wealth is mm-hmm. created and it's maintained. Mm-hmm. It's tax efficient. There's mm-hmm. so many amazing things about real estate. And when I got into it, I I thought 
my whole life at that, you know, at that point, but Mm -hmm. like the career I had built up in finance Mm -hmm. had zero knowledge of real estate. And I just found this whole world fascinating. Mm -hmm. So I got into real estate crowdfunding, helped launch one of the first platforms, Mm -hmm. um, became sort of a leading lady in Mm -hmm. fintech. And uh, that was a burgeoning scene. So I just really like being at the forefront of innovation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that really got me started on this path. Mm -hmm. And today I'm a partner in a private equity firm that we Mm -hmm. invest in commercial real estate and we help other investors Mm -hmm. do that through us. And all like it all kind of came back around. So like this zigzaggy path, this like spiral path, Mm -hmm. it all makes sense. So I realize like where I land today is that idea of financial freedom mm-hmm. and financial independence and empowerment. I never lost that. Mm-hmm. And now that I have a good 20 years behind me of figuring myself out mm-hmm. and and where it's all at and with the new technologies that we have available today, mm-hmm. I I kind of realized and this comes back to the women that I'm there aren't very many women that do mm-hmm. what I do. Right. So that I've had yeah, it's, that it is still, and I'm putting this in my air quotes for those who are listening, a <laughs> man's world. Yes, very much. It is. And to be honest, when we achieve, when we kind of take control of that financial piece and say, mm-hmm. you know what, I work hard for my money mm-hmm. and I want my money to work hard for me. Right. That's a big flip. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big switch because mm-hmm. Women tend to be in the, I'm going to work hard Mm -hmm. camp. I'm going to work more than I need to. I need Mm -hmm. to prove myself, all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And I'm saying we need to make our money work that hard for Mm -hmm. us. And doing that for myself has taught me so much about about myself, about empowerment, about security, Mm -hmm. about the future. And I want other women to do that. And I'm here to help them do that Mm -hmm. because I've been doing it mm-hmm. and I'm really, and that, that's really exciting for me to create um, uh, like, like a support structure for mm-hmm. other women, because I do this every, like 24 hours a day. This is what I focus on mm-hmm. is investing. And so I know how much work goes into it. Mm-hmm. And I want uh, these other women in these amazing groups mm-hmm. and in my community and in my networks to know I, I'm, I'm here to help you do mm-hmm. that too. Um because it's a big, it's a big flip to mm-hmm. feel that your money's working for you. Right, right. Well, and you know, for someone who is you know of the older generation <clears throat> like me, um, you know, it, this is very different than what we were taught. I mean, you know, I'm yeah. right at the end of the baby boomer generation. So you know, I you know, yeah, there was a little bit of you know, leave it to Beaver and all of that 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 I grew mm-hmm. up with. But I also grew up, and and now, granted, I have a mother, incredibly independent woman. Um, you know, she she was always um, the the one who was in charge of the family finances, all of those various things. And yeah. but it, you know, you still kind of thought, well, we have to get married, we have to raise a family, and obviously, there's nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. in in a lot of cases, we were also taught. You know, like I said, you know, it's a man's world, you know, just just turn that over to the men. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, even worse, we were told, you know, girls don't have a head for numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I, I, it's funny, I took college algebra multiple times, not because I didn't pass it. It was because I took it in eighth grade. And then wow. when I got into ninth grade, they said, oh 
girls shouldn't be doing that. So they put me back into regular. And so then they think, and there were like four of us that, you know, four girls that four women, young ladies mm-hmm. um, who were, were doing this. I mean, we were just doing this cycle of we jump way ahead and then the, the administration would change and say, no, no, girls can't do that. And finally, the last time they just said, can you test, can we just test out of these other things? And <laughs> because we yeah. took the other classes multiple times too. But yeah, that we were just that generation that you know we weren't supposed to be good with numbers. And unfortunately, I think we still see that a lot. You know, when we look at STEM schools and, and things like that, it, it's it's fun to see how young women are now going into things that that are like that and and really thinking about okay you know yeah maybe I do want to be married and have kids and and you know or whatever that looks like but I also want to be strong and independent on my own yes oh so well said so well said and I'm going to add some statistics mm-hmm. some statistics <laughs> to that um because okay so 1974 mm-hmm. um is when women finally earned the right to apply for individual credit. Wow. Think we got to think about this, right? Less than half mm-hmm. of the women were in the workforce, mm-hmm. 1974, mm-hmm. and 12% of winners of women were breadwinners for their families. Mm-hmm. So that was 1974. Right. And like, they right. were they were that way because they were forced to be. Right. You know, they they were in a single parent family. Yes. Yeah. Or they're like, maybe they, their husband was mm-hmm. um, a dependent for some reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were right. ill or, or mm-hmm. what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and even still today, there are some women that, that because of their relationship can't have a bank account or don't mm-hmm. have their own bank account. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we still have some work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, however, from 1974 to today, women control over 60% of the wealth in the U S mm-hmm. And they control 85% of consumer spending. Right. They make those decisions. They do. (laughs) They make those decisions. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something else. By 2030, Mm -hmm. um, the women are expected to to have the lion's share in 2030 of $30 trillion of financial assets will be controlled by women. Mm Mm-hmm. 30 trillion mm-hmm. because of um because of this wealth transfer mm-hmm. that's happening. And so here's the other, the last piece of that statistic. Mm-hmm. Today, 40% of women mm-hmm. are the breadwinner of their families, mm-hmm. up from 12. Mm-hmm. So we've come, you know, we've come a long way. Mm-hmm. And women like you have have pay, like really like forged that mm-hmm. too, because like you're coming out of that generation where in 1974 you can even have your own like credit score. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's a lot, like that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But to your point. You know, only like, like hmm, most women over 50% mm-hmm. would say, and they believe that investing is about knowing math and it's right. not. Mm-hmm. Um, and 59% of women will say that they don't think they're doing a good job of mm-hmm. investing. And for the most part, it's because they believe this false limiting belief that they're not good at it from some preconditions. Right. Somebody told us somewhere. That's right. No, 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 honey. Yeah, we get patted on the head, right? Leave yep. that to the guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But statistically, women are better mm-hmm. investors than men. Right. Well, and it's interesting because when women invest, they invest totally different. Yes, they do. Um, you know, when uh, long ago, when I invest, it was really funny because I bought high tech. 
For some reason, I liked high risk, but, you know, <laughs> retirement was so far off. It was play money to me, um, you know, and, and then, you know, figured out, okay, that's really not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not what we need to be doing. But I think women now really look more towards the long-term type of investments. They definitely look at, is this company environmentally friendly? Is it diverse? I mean, all of these other things. So it's not just is is buying this stock, is buying this real estate, whatever. Is that going to make me money? But what is the impact that company Mm -hmm. has on their world? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, women invest based on their values. Mm -hmm. And they put family first, they put mm-hmm. community first, they 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 invest with a really holistic aspect. Mm-hmm. And the beauty is with the rise of ESG, so um, mm-hmm. so environmental, sustainable, mm-hmm. like governance type mm-hmm. of investments, impact investing, it's really been on the rise mm-hmm. for the past 10 years, is that that's, a, that's possible. Mm-hmm. Plus, because of the crowdfunding legislations that came through, you have um, certain companies that are venture capital firms that are led by women who invest mm-hmm. in women. So you actually have this big movement in mm-hmm. venture capital where still only like 3% of venture capital goes to women, which is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You think about women are over 50% of the population. Right. And we're only getting 3%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who's mm-hmm. creating products for us? Mm-hmm. For the most part, historically, it's been men. Right. Like who designed razors, men? Mm-hmm. Who designed right. you know, so in cars? The, I mean, all of those things. All of, it, mm-hmm. all of it. And so there's so many ways for us as women to play to our strengths, mm-hmm. which which are the values, which are the impact, which mm-hmm. is meaningful. And we take a longer term view. Now, mm-hmm. I think you and I are probably anomalies in the sense that we're higher risk. I'm mm-hmm. pretty high risk. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, where's the technology? Where's the future? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I started investing in Bitcoin in 2013. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was like very precocious. Yeah. And I see, I don't do Bitcoin and I yeah. don't do crypto. I mean, you know, that's <laughs> too play money for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, you know, there's meme coins and there's mm-hmm. some, there's some crazy things out there mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but, but, you know, most women are, are very risk verse. And that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. Um, there's right. plenty of well, risk. Well, because they're, they want to save the money because they've got kids, they've got yeah. whatever. Yeah. 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 And the one thing, it's not bad to be risk averse because mm-hmm. there's plenty of ways to invest in a mm-hmm. way where your, your money is mm-hmm. safe. However, we can't be risk adverse right? completely mm-hmm. because money in a bank account is losing mm-hmm. value right. more mm-hmm. and more and more. Mm-hmm. And so just having a bunch of cash in a bank account might make someone feel safe because mm-hmm. it's there, but you know, the, the value of the dollar has, has dropped mm-hmm. like even 20% in the mm-hmm. last 10 years and, and a hundred dollars in 1913 is worth $3 today. Mm-hmm. And that's been accelerating. So mm-hmm. we have to be really careful about mm-hmm. things like inflation and, um, and, and just sitting, just sitting on cash mm-hmm. because risk is not, loss. Like Mm -hmm. I used to think risk was like, I can't take a risk because it's loss. Mm -hmm. And I never, I never fully consciously put together the fact that I was taking risk on things that Mm -hmm. were potentially thought of as high risk, but Mm -hmm. I was thinking of the risk return right mm-hmm. profile, which mm-hmm. is not always correlated. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of things that have a great profile that don't have high mm-hmm. risk. I just really tend to like venture stuff. Mm-hmm. I like to invest. Yeah, they're kind of more fun, right? They're fun. Yeah, they're kind of fun. They're mm-hmm. they're really good. Um, and I love investing in founders that mm-hmm. are doing something to change the mm-hmm. world because I'm not that person. Um, but I love to back people mm-hmm. that right. are really doing mm-hmm. meaningful work in the world. So 
you know, all of this said, like there's, there's so many opportunities and a lot of it starts with an inner reflective mm-hmm. kind of inventory of what are my beliefs about money? What are my mm-hmm. beliefs about my ability to right. invest? Or mm-hmm. is it about math or like, and something I always mm-hmm. tell people. And I always say to myself is, is that belief mine? Like, did I mm-hmm. come up with that? Do I mm-hmm. believe that about myself or did somebody tell me that about mm-hmm. me? And I internalized it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that truly is what has happened most of the time. Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, and I want to do a, a quick plug for your book, which is, and hold it up. You, know, I, yeah. you have to be Vanna because yeah. I just have the digital copy. So it's productive intuition. I have to get closer to my screen to read it, connecting to the subtle mm-hmm. and what, um, you know, you've got worksheets in it and, and all of these things to really make you stop and think, mm-hmm. what is it about these and where did those beliefs come from? You know, some of them, you know, we really did just grow up with them. Um, yeah. you know, one of the things, and, and now this still really bothers me, the fact that we don't teach simple, basic things in school, like here's how to have a bank account, Um, you know, and, and, and granted, I mean, some kids nowadays don't have bank accounts. I mean, you know, they, they, they have money in different ways. They, you know, all these various things that, which just baffles me. I mean, you know, Mm. every once in a while I do have to write a check for something. I mean, I I go through like 20 checks in a year. Um, but every once in a while you, you do have to write a check for something, um, but I mean, part of that too, is that, that people have Venmo, they have all of these, you know, other ways that they can pay bills or, you know, it, buy things. Uh, but, but yeah, a lot of this just really came from, and I think it, in many cases, it really did come from watching not our parents, but our mothers, how did they handle money and, and what was that relationship? Yeah, very true. Yeah, it's very true that the the education piece, I, I think, is fundamental. Mm-hmm. I consider myself fortunate mm-hmm. that I decided to go into mm-hmm. financial right. major and career when I was mm-hmm. so young because it served me very well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's so much, there's a lot of news and a lot of headlines mm-hmm. and a lot of statistics that show that, that people, you know, mo- I think the average American has less than $5,000 in savings average, right. mm-hmm. which means that. And that was pre COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I often think about like my, my husband, for example, mm-hmm. he didn't grow up with an understanding of money mm-hmm. or debt, especially not debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were very different coming, you know, coming into it. Mm-hmm. And um, that made it challenging at times. Mm-hmm. It really made it challenging mm-hmm. at times, but to your point, and, and he, he'll often say to me now, he said, why didn't anybody teach me right about mm-hmm. even just a bank account? Mm-hmm. Cause my mom did. I remember mm-hmm. Um, and this oh, I remember going with my mom to the bank. Yes, mm-hmm. me too. And mm-hmm. we would stick the little savings book in. At oh that yeah, you time. got the you little book. Mm-hmm. You little print it out, and because mm-hmm. it was like double digit mm-hmm. um, interest at the time, so mm-hmm. you would see like your money. Oh yeah, and you that made saw me so change. happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it made me so happy. It was like it, I just don't know. It was like mm-hmm. little dopamine hit to see mm-hmm. these like little lines printed mm-hmm. out and the number going up. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we would go to the bank. Um, you just have an understanding. Um, my, my parents are, are, are immigrants and mm-hmm. my mom, um, my, you know, my, my mom definitely grew up in poverty. And mm-hmm. so we would always clip coupons and we, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. taught frugality. She taught saving. She, mm-hmm. you know, she taught, a, she taught me a lot of things mm-hmm. so that I didn't have student loans mm-hmm. by the time I graduated. 
Like I mm-hmm. paid them off within a year what I had left. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so all of this, it was, you're right. It, a lot of mm-hmm. it stemmed from my, from my mom mm-hmm. and then making, making that decision, mm-hmm. the financial education piece. My hope is that, you know, you have some teachers mm-hmm. that will be able to have a, a I, I don't have kids. So I, mm-hmm. I, so I don't know. I think YouTube is a great place. I, I think parents yeah. are a great place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny. You know, I don't have kids either. And so, you know, it's it's from my friends that I'm hearing things. You know, I mean, like, now, yes, I am the generation before you. And so we had home ec, we had shop, we had some things like that. And, you know, now they are seeing the benefits of teaching the trade type of, of things in yeah. schools, because, you know, not everybody can go off and be a physicist. You know, we need the plumbers. We need the, you know, all of those things. And in many cases that they make more money than those physicists. So, um, you know, it, it is, I think it's, it's coming back around where, you know, schools are seeing the benefit of those basic skills that they're, they're teaching to kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Really important. Like mm-hmm. I, I hope that, you know, anyone listening that's a parent has even basic mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. The most important one to me is actually debt and the use of mm-hmm. debt because not right. understanding debt, debt is not a bad thing. I mean, that's no. one of the things that, that people either it's, it's funny. They either think it's horrible and awful and mm-hmm. you shouldn't ever have it. Mm-hmm. Or they're like, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, and and yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't understand debt is how you get better credit. I mean, you know, it just a variety of things. And and yeah. um, you know, financing some things and then being responsible about it yeah. is, you know, is the is the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a tool. Mm-hmm. It's a tool that can really help. And mm-hmm. just like a lot of things can easily be abused. And to your mm-hmm. point, if it's misunderstood, if you misunderstand mm-hmm. how credit card interest mm-hmm. accumulates um, and what it means when you're making your minimum monthly mm-hmm. payment long term, right. like mm-hmm. those are things that, or mm-hmm. even the, you know, student loans are, mm-hmm. are, are a big issue these days mm-hmm. and, and really understanding the benefit of, um, to your point, like, mm-hmm. are you going to uh, amass a $200,000 student loan mm-hmm. bill to go into uh, a job or, or a trade that or not to trade rather, but some kind of job where you're not going to be able to pay that back? Mm-hmm. Or are you, are you really like, are you going to get an MBA and then know that you're going to go be a management consultant starting at like two, two fifty mm-hmm. a year and then paying it back mm-hmm. or doctors. But there are plenty of people that will, that my husband's an example. He had a lot of student loans mm-hmm. um, and he went and he was in an architecture mm-hmm. and coming out of school, coming out of an, a, a master's in architecture mm-hmm. from one of the best schools in the U S mm-hmm. um, he was hired out by one of his professors at mm-hmm. $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you joking me right, right. now? Now they pay that at McDonald's, right? <laughs> I was like, you gotta be like, you gotta be kidding me. Mm -hmm. So those, those are, those are sort of different Mm -hmm. kinds of calculations. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, he's, he's worked through, he's um, does incredible work and is doing Mm -hmm. very well for himself. Really had to forge his Mm -hmm. career away from architecture actually, Mm -hmm. because it it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense. And there's plenty of degrees and there's plenty Mm -hmm. of jobs that are like that. And so we gotta be really, we gotta be really careful. Mm-hmm. I think we just gotta be really careful because that that can make or break mm-hmm. someone's ability to own a home, mm-hmm. um, to be able to save appropriately for retirement, and to feel. Because here's the thing: it's not just 
the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just like savings and the amount of money that you mm-hmm. have in the mm-hmm. bank. It's how you feel about yourself. Right. It's how you mm-hmm. feel about your possibilities. Mm-hmm. It's like how you feel. Do you feel free mm-hmm. or do you feel burdened? Do you right. feel living paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. do you, or do you feel like powerful mm-hmm. because you're solid? And to me, that that solidity, mm-hmm. um, financial solidity, at least for me, mm-hmm. is really important because in moments in my life when I have not had that, I was almost incapable of, mm-hmm. of performing because right. I was so worried. Yeah, you do. You get so situation. caught up in the what what ifs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then boom, I couldn't, I was just couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't function because I was so worried all the time mm-hmm. that I couldn't perform at my best. And mm-hmm. if I'm not performing at my best and here's the spiral, right. I'm not performing mm-hmm. at my best. You're not going to make what bad. you could. And uh-huh. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it just, and so it's a really, uh, it's a really important thing to know mm-hmm. um, about ourselves mm-hmm. because we also don't maybe realize how much of our mental energy mm-hmm. is going into um, these thoughts that are at the back of our mind mm-hmm. and we're, we can't concentrate mm-hmm. and we're distracted mm-hmm. and we're worried um, and not just money, but, mm-hmm. but everything. And, you know, I, and I appreciate you um, telling people about the book because mm-hmm. that's really, that's a big, that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. When, when I think about intuition and, and mm-hmm. productivity is, is how much we don't listen to that mm-hmm. inner voice. Mm-hmm. That's always right. <laughs> yeah. we're like, it's, oh, it's no. in there going <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we say, oh no. Cause our mind or our mm-hmm. ego wants something different. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm not going to listen mm-hmm. to that because, because it's counter into, it's mm-hmm. not counterintuitive, but it's counter to what maybe the ego right. wants because mm-hmm. your intuition, your inner self is saying like, this is not good for you. Mm-hmm. And, but you really want it for whatever mm-hmm. reason you really, really want it. And mm-hmm. then of course it blows up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other times when your intuition is saying, do this. And you're mm-hmm. thinking, this is crazy. What? Mm-hmm. This doesn't make any sense to my right. rational mind. Yeah. I have bills I have to pay, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And yet that decision to follow, mm-hmm. to follow that impulse mm-hmm. uh, leads to some of the best things that have ever mm-hmm. happened to you. Right. And so the invitation um, from my perspective is to integrate the two, mm-hmm. like, not saying the left rational brain is bad. I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness, like I use it every we day. We need for that so many brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I can't live without my rational mind. Um, however, I also live much better when I integrate my right mm-hmm. brain, when I integrate mm-hmm. my intuition, when I listen to it, and when mm-hmm. I take a lot of time to sit and reflect mm-hmm. and to contemplate and, um, and, and to really get to know what my values are before mm-hmm. I do anything and not just what I think I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. or society tells me to do, which kind of wraps mm-hmm. back around to what we were saying, you know, at the beginning there mm-hmm. about what has society, what have others told us who we are, what mm-hmm. we're supposed to do, what we're good mm-hmm. at, like all of that's up to us to decide. Right. Right. You know, and one of the things that, that we have been taught is wealth is bad. Mm-hmm. Ooh, rich people. Ooh, you know, and uh, uh, there are some obviously that wealth is bad, but one of the things that you say is wealth in the right hands changes the world. Um, you know, and, and, and it's been interesting, you know, I'm, I'm a space geek. I'm one of those people, you know, I love Star Trek. I love Star Wars, all those things. And so when William Shatner went into space, I mean, I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Um, but you know, I've, I've also seen so many people who've said, you know, those rich people 
should mm-hmm. not be spending their money that way. Mm-hmm. And part of me agrees with that. I mean, you know, I really do stop and think, how many people could they be feeding? You know, all of these various things. But then the other part of me says they earned it. They should be able to do what they want with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, I mean, it, it, and so that's that's where our brains get all caught up. And, and then, then what happens is we don't do anything. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That analysis paralysis. I have, I've mm-hmm. had that so many times mm-hmm. too. Um, and it, and it's, and it's hard because I struggled with that for a long mm-hmm. time. I really judged myself and struggled mm-hmm. because I'm, I know I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, my intentions have always been pure, mm-hmm. but I allowed those, those voices mm-hmm. of like, Oh, wealthy people are bad people. And mm-hmm. they're all greedy and they're all power hungry. That's mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. I've met so many mm-hmm. incredibly wealthy people, mm-hmm. so many that are just the most generous, right. the, 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 the warmest, mm-hmm. like, the, and they earned their wealth mm-hmm. or they managed their wealth and they know what they're doing mm-hmm. with it so that they have a lifestyle mm-hmm. and they give however much to charity mm-hmm. or a lot of them have endowments mm-hmm. or foundations. Mm-hmm. And some of them are inherited and that's just, that's their lot in life. Mm-hmm. We're going to hold that against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is like, there's always bad apples everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's always mm-hmm. bad apples, but until I faced my own demon mm-hmm. around essentially like a form of judgment mm-hmm. and envy because mm-hmm. it's really what it, what it comes down to. Like, yeah, I would love to have enough money where I could do whatever I want, mm-hmm. but, oh yeah, but we all do. But in reality to have that much money mm-hmm. and maintain it mm-hmm. is a lot of work, right? It's not just, oh, you have a bunch of money and then they're, mm-hmm. they're spending it all. No, they have the financial plan, mm-hmm. they have investments, they right. have things allocated. Mm-hmm. Like, just like me, I have my fun money mm-hmm. allocated. I have my vacation money mm-hmm. allocated. I take vacations. I do nice things. And if I were to think through how many people are not as fortunate as mm-hmm. me, and I shouldn't take a vacation because there's people poorer than me, mm-hmm. well, I'm never going to live. Right. I'm going to be mm-hmm. guilty and ashamed. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that I was put on this earth to feel that way. Mm-hmm just for following a path that I followed. Mm -hmm. And so I hear you so much Mm -hmm. on that. It's such a, it's such a difficult one because Mm -hmm. the empathy that we have and the Mm -hmm. compassion that we have, especially in the face Mm -hmm. of suffering um, really ratchets Mm -hmm. up, but we can't let that get in the way of our own Mm -hmm. joy. Right. Right. You know, it's funny. You mentioned endowment and, and you'll love this story. So you mentioned we don't have kids. And so a couple of years ago, we formally did our wills. You know, mm. we'd been kind of, I, I had one when I got sick and, and, you know, some things like that, but we went to the lawyer, we paid, we did the fancy stuff. And so we created trusts and, you know, and, and plan giving back to the university that both of both my husband and I went to. And, you know, you, you know, these, you have to fill out the forms and tell them this is what it is. And, and of course they take it as the value of that day you know, okay, what, yeah. what it is. And, and so, you know, what, you know, all those various things. And so, you know, if you, and then if you add in life insurance, all those things, we all of a sudden became major donors, which I just find absolutely hilarious. Oh, but, um, you know, and, and so we were talking to one of the the folks there that I've known for a very long time. And I said, now I said, I'm, I am just curious about this. I said, because if we live a really long time and enjoy ourselves, the university might get a dollar. If we die today, they get a lot. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and and he, he looked at me and he said, 
we wish for you a long but frugal life. <laughs> <That's cute. laughs> you know? and, you know, and, and of course, they realize that, you know, the, the present value is not what the future value is. Could be more, yeah. could be less. I mean, for a variety of reasons. Yeah. But I just thought that was so funny because he's, you know, he was in essence saying you still need to do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, it's great if the university gets something, but, you know, you can't just stop living your life, as you said, because we're thinking, oh, my gosh, they have to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a great, what a great story. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that you're even thinking about mm-hmm. that is, is like, that's the thing is that that's a part of the giving back, mm-hmm. right. Is the, Hey, like mm-hmm. I feel fortunate. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to find a way to give back. Mm-hmm. And, um, that, I mean, it's, it's just part of like how we're built, but mm-hmm. yeah, but I like the, um, live long and frugally. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people, I talk to a lot of people and they say, oh, I don't have money. I'm a, um, six figure, you know, I'm a mm-hmm. six figure earner, multiple six figures. Mm-hmm. And I live paycheck to paycheck, which is true of a lot of people, right. especially mm-hmm. millennials for a variety um, of reasons, mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. One of the easiest ways to find that money is actually to like, look at your expenses because mm-hmm. you're spending <laughs> yeah. on things you don't mm-hmm. know you're spending mm-hmm. on like subscriptions. And mm-hmm. oftentimes like there's really easy ways to make little cuts. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you, you see that you mm-hmm. have like, Oh, right. I actually have quite a bit of money. COVID forced us to do that. Wasn't it funny? I mean, you know, one of the, so like two examples, gasoline, mm-hmm. you know, I, I gassed up one time in three months. <laughs> wow. So yeah, saved a lot of money there. Now, what, what we were doing was just driving one car as opposed to driving both cars. And so the other car, you know, we were, were gassing up yeah. fairly often. And then just the fact that in the last, what, 20 months now, I have been to Starbucks three times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. I mean, when you figure up once or twice a week, five, six, eight yeah. bucks every single time. I mean, that, that truly does add up and, you know, and I, we can be going to Starbucks again. No, yeah. you know, we've gotten out of that habit, but yeah, yeah just finding those little things mm-hmm. that you don't even think about. And, and like you said, you know, those, sub, those subscriptions that you sign up for, and I know I'm guilty of this, you know, there are things that both business and personal, it's like, yeah, yeah, we might need ESPN plus at some point. So we're just, you know, cause it's only $4 and 99 cents. Yeah. But if you have a whole bunch of $4 and 99 cents a month, it adds up, um, it you know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just little things like that, but it really does make a big difference. Even, you know, something as simple as your cell phone plan. Mm, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's a really good idea to take a mm-hmm. look at those kinds of things mm-hmm. regularly and ask your, ask your service providers, mm-hmm. like, do you have a discount? Right. Like one of the things that I actually found out as I moved last year. Mm-hmm. And so we had to disconnect and like reconnect is mm-hmm. that if you le- try to leave a service, mm-hmm they lure you back with free service. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like maybe we should all regularly like threaten to leave mm-hmm. our internet providers. Oh, I know people who do that free... like every three months they <laughs> switch. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of work, but I mean, like you, you know, you mm-hmm. could do it that way, but in general, like, I mean, it's, it, it's a really good practice. It's a really good practice to know where you're spending your money mm-hmm. and to, to total that up. Like, Oh gosh, I mm-hmm. really spent a lot of money on supplements. Mm-hmm. Like I have, um, you know, I, I take different supplements. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I actually spend quite a bit of money on mm-hmm. supplements and food. That's important to me. Mm-hmm. My health is really important to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm willing to spend on that. Right. And then there's other things that, 
I don't need to spend Mm -hmm. on. And so I have those Mm trade-offs. Like I kind of do the same thing with calories, Mm -hmm. like sugar. I'm like, well, I'm Mm going to save my sugar for my ice cream, you know, so like kind of like things like that. Um, So I have a, a, like a level of impulse control, which is Mm -hmm. actually one of those emotional intelligence points Mm -hmm. is like something called like impulse control Mm -hmm. over time, whether or not we have impulse control over time though, like having a view into our expenses mm-hmm. or our consumption um, and, and our values. Like if something's aligned, like mm-hmm. the health, you know, the supplements mm-hmm. and the food is aligned to a value of mm-hmm. mine. I'm very um, for me, like being healthy physically mm-hmm. because I have an autoimmune disorder. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot to deal with. Like mm-hmm. it's better for me to spend more on my food and mm-hmm. supplements right. than mm-hmm. to it's, have it's the- almost a healthcare cost. It is mm-hmm. exactly correct. It's a healthcare mm-hmm. cost. that's mm-hmm. not covered by healthcare. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But, you I know, know but the HSA doesn't work there. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, that would be, that would be interesting if they Ooh. ever went there. Um, mm-hmm. But um, because that's a whole other discussion, mm-hmm. right? Like health, like it, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not medication. There's like so mm-hmm. much more to it, but again, it requires the going in and the, mm-hmm. and the understanding of, of who mm-hmm. we are and, you know, all of that, all of that put together, I think, where I was trying to go with that, because I totally went off on that health tangent is, um, is really that the awareness around mm-hmm. anything to me, self-awareness mm-hmm. cornerstone of leadership. Right. So am, am I aware of what I'm eating? Am I aware of my energy levels? Mm-hmm. Am I aware of what I just said? Mm-hmm. Am I aware of my beliefs? Am mm-hmm. I, am I aware of my values? Am mm-hmm. I aware of my finances? Right. Those that's all part and parcel of the mm-hmm. same thing. And to me, it's all a practice. Mm-hmm. And I I've just found so much stability for myself in, in being more dedicated Mm -hmm. to paying more attention Mm -hmm. because where we get, um, where we get taken advantage of Mm -hmm. quote unquote air quotes is the mindlessness, Mm -hmm. the mindless spending, the mindless eating, Mm -hmm. mindless anything. And then all of a sudden it's the end of the day or it's the end of the month. And we Mm -hmm. don't understand how we got there is because we haven't been paying attention. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and, and it's easy to not pay attention Yeah, because, you know, if we stop and think about it, you know, then we're like, I just ate how many cookies (laughs) and then the guilt comes in, um, you know, and, and things like that. And, and so we just do, uh, you know, but I mean, that's obviously why we have people who have addictive problems, why we have people who are hoarders, um, you know, why we have people who aren't in jobs that they like, um, you know, and, and granted, sometimes we, and we've all been there, right? We take a job because yeah. we have to pay the bills, yeah. um, you know, and, and, but it is about, and it's funny, I, I read this and I don't remember if it was on your website and in your book that we should be devoted to our career kind of along the lines of we, we really enjoy it. We love yeah. it. We want to spend time doing it. And yeah, you know, there are times where it is just, oh my gosh, I got to take whatever I can to pay the bills. But at some point we need to, to, back to your self-awareness, we need to be aware of why are we working there? Is it just to pay the bills? Yeah. Okay. Then can that change? Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. not. Um, But, you know, it's, and, and so when I hear people say, I hate my job, my first instinct is to say, well, why are you still there? <laughs> you yeah. And, you know, but, but that's just really judgy. So I try to not do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is that self-awareness thing. Why are we making those decisions? And, and it's, and, and then not to, you know, heap ourselves with guilt, you mm-hmm. know, to, to say, oh my gosh, you know, why did I just have that fourth piece of cake? 
You know, maybe I know why, because I like it. (laughs) I know, I know, you know, and, and, and okay, tomorrow I'll work out harder. I mean, you know, things like that. And, and so it's not to to feel guilty and make ourselves feel bad is to recognize, okay, we, we can own this and we can do better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and yeah, I mean, to the, to like, kind of like to, to go back to Mm -hmm. it for, for, for me, it's very much, but we can have that same awareness with, Mm -hmm with our finances mm-hmm. and especially like for those and much of your audience, mm-hmm. entrepreneur, really mm-hmm. hardworking business people mm-hmm. is, is your money working that hard for you? Right. It takes a bit of upfront work to mm-hmm. understand that, but it's a very important piece mm-hmm. of your sustainability mm-hmm. and your wellness long-term right. like financial mm-hmm. wellness is a big piece of why mm-hmm. you're working so hard mm-hmm. today. And it doesn't have to be something you put off till the future. Oh, mm-hmm. let me think about my money in the future. Mm-hmm. Look like endowments invest with, mm-hmm. with, me mm-hmm. because they are making their money, make more money so right. that they have more mm-hmm. money right. to give to mm-hmm. the nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So you also have to be cognizant that the system works in such mm-hmm. a way to produce more wealth. Mm-hmm. And so we all have a right to that wealth, mm-hmm. whether the system is set up in, in a way where it's harder to mm-hmm. do for certain people. I do not disagree. Mm-hmm. I fully understand. Right. Mm-hmm. I have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I certainly didn't come from, from, from wealth. Like I worked mm-hmm. really hard to understand all mm-hmm. of this, but it's there for us. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important for business people to fully understand what else they're building around mm-hmm. themselves to help support the mm-hmm. passion that they're putting in mm-hmm. to their business. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's, that to me is, is where it really fundamentally all like aligns. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's an invitation for, for business people. I mean, if you don't already like do this, but to really sit and think about, is your money working for you? Mm-hmm. Like, right. is it, is it, you know, do you even know your, your risk profile? Do you know, um, other forms of investment mm-hmm. that have a different correlation. Mm-hmm. Like is everything in the stock market? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many nuances right. that takes a little bit of time, mm-hmm. but like, you know, when you did your will and your mm-hmm. trust, when you got, when you got finished with that mm-hmm. process, it felt good, right? It, like, did. Sure it was felt- a little scary. We yeah. were grownups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you know, so there's, there's a lot of that, that I think is a real invitation mm-hmm. for, for people to, to really think about and mm-hmm. um, to get out of, you know, especially, especially mm-hmm. for women, but mm-hmm. to get out of this mindset that I have to work for my money and to get mm-hmm. into the mindset of my money has to work for me. Right. Right. You know, and, and it's, it is, you know, as, as we were saying, you know, going through those steps and thinking about it, you mm-hmm. know, the, why are we doing this? What are we doing this for? Um, you know, all of those various things. And it's, you know, it, for some people, they might go, Ugh. And I think probably there will be people who do that, who, you know, and right. I, I think probably we're going to see that happen in the next year or two with so many people who left the workforce, yeah, either, you know, because they had to, or because it was a choice, um, you know, and, and started their own business. Great. That's wonderful. But did they do that for the right reasons? Mm-hmm. And do they really know what they want to do? Um, you know, and, and I think we're going to see a lot of people who go, you know what, this being an entrepreneur is for the birds. <laughs> you know? yeah. And that's okay. You know, that's, yeah. it's, it takes that balance of, you know, the, the big corporations and the small businesses in order for everything to, to work. I agree. I agree. And 
in crisis, there's always opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is how you think about mm-hmm. it. It's it's really it's really a perspective. Mm-hmm. When I thought I wanted to be a sol- a solopreneur, mm-hmm. when I tried that, and you'll appreciate this because um, it was in 2017. I, mm-hmm. I basically had burnout. I burned mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when my sort of big spiritual awakening also began. And, and I thought I want to put myself in service. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be a coach mm-hmm. for women mm-hmm. and man, was that not a good experience? For me. <laughs> it, it oh was no. Just, no it was not good. And when mm-hmm. I finally admitted mm-hmm. to myself that it's not what I wanted to mm-hmm. do. <laughs> and I admitted to myself that I am an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, but that I like working with others mm-hmm. and that I admitted that mm-hmm. I wanted to go back to the financial industry right. that I had left in mm-hmm. such a huff as though it had like done me wrong. Yes. It had done you wrong. <laughs> Just like, Oh, bad. Like I really, it was so funny. It's so mm-hmm. funny for me to review that, pro- that mental process mm-hmm. that, that I went through mm-hmm. when I finally admitted to myself, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And I admitted what I loved and mm-hmm. found those values and aligned and went mm-hmm. back to it. And then everything aligned for right. me mm-hmm. to be so successful mm-hmm. now. Um, but yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to start a business that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like failure equals feedback. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really big point mm-hmm. you just made. Like, it's not for everyone. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um Try it if you will. Yeah. Why not try now? Mm-hmm. Uh, not the end of the world if mm-hmm. it doesn't work out. You learn so much about mm-hmm. yourself. Take that, whatever mm-hmm. you've learned, mm-hmm. and go apply it to the next thing. That you're right. Try. Yeah. You might figure out that you're going to be a great manager yeah. at a company because you've got those leadership skills, all of those things, but you don't want the responsibility that comes with some yeah. of that. I mean, you know, every time I have to sit down and do invoices, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, and it's just one of those, you know, it, yes, we have to do invoices and we, you know, all those things, but I'm just like, really? Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and uh, I figured out how to automate them. Oh my gosh. You know, it only took me yes. 20 years to figure out how to do that. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, you know, it's, it, 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 when we go through those failures and learn from them, I think that's when things, you know, as you said, really start to line up and clarify. Yeah. 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 It's true. That's, that's been my experience mm-hmm. with all the, all the different ventures mm-hmm. that, that I've had and it feels good. It just, it took a long time. Mm-hmm. feels like it took a long time for mm-hmm. me, but to land where I've landed, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able, I don't think I'd be where I am mm-hmm. today and feeling so strong and feeling so confident about mm-hmm. what I'm doing. If I hadn't gone through mm-hmm. all of the, the bad, the right. bad things, the mm-hmm. bad, I say quotes, right. Air mm-hmm. quotes, bad, but the things that I I perceived as failures, mm-hmm. but I perceived them that way at the time because mm-hmm. I had so much of my identity mm-hmm. invested right. in what I wanted to be. And what successful. somebody was going to say. Oh, whoever they are. Uh-huh. I don't know who they are. I know. Right? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Mm-hmm. I know. Let them go. Uh, that's a big part of it. And I know mm-hmm. that they say when women turn 40, that a lot changes in terms of like how much you care about people, mm-hmm. about what people think, or basically you don't anymore. Mm-hmm. Certainly has been true mm-hmm. for me. Um, definitely changed in, in when I turned mm-hmm. 40 and, um, and it's in it, there's a, there's a real shift there. And mm-hmm. I think it just really, I don't know if it's an age thing as much as it is, you've gone through enough at that mm-hmm. point, especially, and especially as women, like we've gone mm-hmm. through enough at that point where you're like, you know what, I'm going to start doing things mm-hmm. for me because right. I know who at mm-hmm. 40, I feel like at 40, I really started to know who right. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and 
Yeah, that's the point where, you know, if you had kids, they're, they're, you know, pretty well established and might be even off on their own. Um, you know, if you didn't have kids, you're like, okay, you know, we, we just go on with the, the next part of our life. You know, that was, was certainly mm-hmm. for me. And, you know, and, and, and you do, you kind of look at it and go, hmm. And back to what I was saying at the very start, that's, you know, it, it, somewhere around in there is also about the point where you really start thinking who you want to be on your team, so to speak. Mm. Um, you know, and, and I think that's, it's, it is hard and it's, you know, let's be honest, it's real hard right now because of COVID, but you know, some of the the relationships that I have made within the last two years have been absolutely phenomenal. Like you, I mean, you and I may never actually meet face to face, Yeah, but we don't need to, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so as we learn to adapt to things and maybe, and I think maybe that's where women are better, you know, because we're like, okay, now what? Okay. Now we go down this path, um, you know, because we are just kind of used to having to do that. We, you know, the, the whole pivot thing, we, you know, we just like, whatever, Um, you know, and, and so, you know, and, and I think that really does, we're just flexible, you know, it's like, okay, well that didn't work. So now we have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, we are good with guilt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, so on the, on the good side, like Mm -hmm. we're really good with the resilience piece, Mm -hmm. like really good with the resilience and, uh, and the, the flip side of that is what you just said is that we tend to carry a lot of guilt mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I would invite women, especially right mm-hmm. now to eliminate mm-hmm. the selfish. Mm-hmm. Cause that's another thing that we've been told mm-hmm. not to be selfish and to put other right. people first. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that is, that is just one of the most detrimental things. Mm-hmm. I think that, that we believe mm-hmm. that other people come first and that we're bad if we don't right. put others first, because we can't fully express mm-hmm. the totality of what we're capable mm-hmm. of. If we're always putting our energy mm-hmm. outside of us, mm-hmm. we just cannot. You, how can you? You mm-hmm. need that for yourself. Doesn't make you bad. Doesn't mean you don't care. Right. Right. That doesn't mean you don't care. Like mm-hmm. that was a big lesson for mm-hmm. me was, was I really need to think of myself first. Mm-hmm. And when I gave myself all of that, mm-hmm. I discovered that I had so much more to give mm-hmm. that it was this, it was like, um, a well that never mm-hmm. ran dry mm-hmm. because I, I allowed myself to take care of myself and to focus on myself mm-hmm. first and what I needed and my values and state those values with mm-hmm. others, whether it was my husband or my business partners mm-hmm. or um, the groups or people. And, mm-hmm. and, and then the, I made myself strong mm-hmm. and then from a strong place, I could go help others. Right. And so I, and I know it's really hard because I was like, Oh, I can't, I have to be mm-hmm. somebody for something else, but really the invitation mm-hmm. is, is, you're not selfish, right? If you're trying to do what's best for mm-hmm. you, right? I mean, I, I some I can't take credit for this. Somebody else said this. It's like the airplane. You know, they tell you when the mask drops down, put your mask on first mm-hmm. before you help someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And then we can take that a step further and say, you know, before it needs to be an emergency. Mm-hmm. What if you're the pilot of the plane? Right. But you know what you're doing. You're so mm-hmm. strong. You're so capable. Mm-hmm. You're flying all those people home mm-hmm. so that you never need the mask at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think we need to get to mm-hmm. is like, we're in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. And so in order to do that, we need to take care of ourselves. Right. Right. So, oh my gosh, we are at the top of the hour. This has been so much wow, fun. So this fast. is why I set the timer because I know <laughs> that, you know, an hour from now, we'd still be going. 
for people who, you know, are saying, okay, I need help. (laughs) Um, How do they connect with you? And what are the services that you provide? We've talked about your book, um, you know, which is productive intuition, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and so, you know, that's, that's a great resource, but how do people connect with you and, and what are the services that you provide? Oh, thank you. Yeah. So the best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. So you can just search um, Adapia, A-D-A-P-I-A. Mm-hmm. I will show up first. Um, I think I'm the only. Adapia. I think you're the only one. <laughs> I think I'm the only one on LinkedIn. There might be a couple more in the world, but um, so just connect with me on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And the services that I provide um, are commercial real estate investments for mm-hmm. high net worth, ultra high net worth individuals, qualified purchasers. So endowments mm-hmm. like we talked about. So it's a, um, it's a totally different asset class, but a really important one for building wealth. Um, I'm going to be launching in uh, January, a wealth mastermind and investment club for Mm -hmm. women. Mm -hmm. So taking all of this stuff that we talked about Mm -hmm. today and and really actionable strategies and Mm -hmm. looking at investments and talking about whether it's cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. or real estate or other things that are helping women to put that money to work Mm -hmm. for them and really own that portfolio Mm -hmm. essentially um, for that financial independence. So Mm -hmm. those are some of the services. I'm always happy to speak with anyone that maybe has some other questions. Um, And uh, that's, that's about it. So just come find me on LinkedIn. Perfect. I love it. I love it. And, you know, as we mentioned, the book is great. It's got worksheets, you know, it's going to walk you through this process. I didn't make it through, so I'm going to have to go back and and finish that, but I'm looking forward to doing that. And and so that will be great fun. Um, You know, this really has been absolutely fascinating and we have to do it again because, you know, like I said, we just started this chat, but do you have any final thoughts for everyone? Um, I think a final thought, and this is for men and women, because I know we spent a lot of time, um, you know, speaking from, from the female perspective Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll peg this one back to, to my book, which Mm -hmm. is trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Like when you are over rationalizing or overthinking, I mean, you know what that feels like when your mind Mm -hmm. is going crazy, take a moment to stop and drop into your heart, like drop Mm -hmm. into your body and really know that there's a part of you. Mm -hmm that's a very deep, wise, very wise part of you that has the answers. And so my invitation to everyone in this crazy whirlwind world that we're in is to know that you have the answers that you need anytime. I love it. I love it. Well, I've been having an absolutely fascinating discussion with Adapia Dorico. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.